ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Wanted to give another shout out to one of our five-star viewers, Bina. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's Bina with three A's, technically four. So today we'll be recapping season one, episode 16, Move on, Cartwrights. There's a period after the move on. I checked multiple sources. It's always there. I'm confused by the punctuation, but I'm sure it means something that I'm not getting. So move on, Cartwrights. It aired April 28, 2008, originally. And the IMDb summary for the episode is Casey and Evan have trouble normalizing relations between Omega Chi and Zeta Beta. Rebecca has trouble taking care of Kathy during his illness, like Casey did. Rusty has trouble keeping his new girl interested, while Dale wants his new girl to back off. Directed by Michael Lang and written by Patrick Sean Smith and Ann Kenny. I noticed the, the titles of the episodes I feel like some of them are based on movies some of them are based Mm. on songs like I can't Mm -hmm. quite find um a through line there yeah I feel like they're general like you know jumble of pop culture references yeah I wonder if the period (laughs) is like in reference to a movie title or song where it is move on period something if anyone knows let us know (laughs) episode starts it's outside rusty and dale are walking through campus they're talking about baldwin's rules which i am sure is something with physics i have no idea what they're talking about and i'm proud of that and um (laughs) so rusty spots this girl she's um sitting just kind of like reading a book I think maybe eating lunch I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. what she's she- like studying yeah she's kind of just like miscellaneous like keeping busy on campus and Rusty like gets panicked and Dale immediately thinks Rusty's talking about their professor that they're like gossiping about and then Dale does this funny thing where he's like he like gets guilty all of a sudden for thinking bad thoughts about this professor and like quickly says a prayer to himself and then Rusty's like no that's this girl her name is Emma I think Emma Mm -hmm. she's in my American lit class and you know once again they're reading a high school level book Moby Dick I mean Matilda read that when she was like five (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Dale, no, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? And so Rusty says that he made this joke, something about like Ishmael, Ishmael. He said he told the teacher, like the teacher was like calling roll or something. And he said, call me Ishmael. Yeah. I don't get what the joke would be with that, but maybe I'm just not up to date on my 11th grade reading list. I don't think it's a joke. It, it's just the opening line of Moby Dick. Yeah. Oh, like, is that the line? Call me Ishmael. Yeah. Oh. Well, he thinks it's hilarious and he loves that she laughed. 
Yeah. And she, like, we don't really know why she laughed. Like, I mean, I do. Because <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to think I, so I kind of can relate here a little bit because I feel like I remember in college really like depending a lot on how people reacted to the things I said in class. Like I felt like some <laughs> of my classes, it's not that they were like so easy. I think I just felt, I found myself very concerned at that stage in my life on like how I was being perceived. <laughs> And in what I said. And famously, we've all moved on from that stage of life. <laughs> and I no longer That's why we care. have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I no longer care what people think about me. So lucky me. <laughs> but um, yeah, so back to Dale and Rusty. Dale's like, you know, you got to stay focused. He's like, I know how when you get off track, like how quickly that can derail you. And he's not wrong. Russ or Dale is seeing flashes of Jen K run through his mind. Like he's going to a dark place of like how that affect that relationship affected him and all of us, (laughs) frankly. The Dale tracker. (laughs) That was a violation of his <laughs> right. That was a, vi- yeah, that was right. a violation of like interla- international law. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Rusty's just <laughs> staring at her and he's like creating this whole vision of her in his mind. He's being very obsessive, very typical Rusty. And then Dale kind of just like goes over without even, you know, asking Rusty. And then he, it, we're not quite sure what he's doing. It's kind of giving the idea that he is like asking her on a date for Rusty, which she surprisingly agrees to. This happened to me in high school and it was traumatizing to this day. I think about that moment that somebody's friend asked me out for them. And it was like one of the worst moments of my life. Did you say yes? <laughs> no. I said, Good, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I would. I think like Emma, like I, I we're, we'll talk about more about her character later. She's, I mean, honestly, Spoiler alert, she's kind of one of my least favorite characters, but I think just because of the decision she makes here, I'm like, what? <laughs> so they're going to meet at Espresso Farm, I think at 9 p.m. Did, was that the right time? I was like, that it seems was like, like seven weird. or eight. Okay, got it. Quite late like, for espresso. What a weird time to meet at a coffee shop, but I guess they're freshmen. They're yeah. freshmen, they're jacked up on caffeine. Rusty is so desperate he would say yes to a date on the moon. Yeah. And then we cut to ZBZ. Uh, there's like a bunch of flowers in the common room. And it's because some of the girls have been asked to the Lambda Sig formal. And Franny quickly jumps in and she's like, you know, this is an amazing time for us to maybe plan a mixer with the Omega Kai's. We need to like bring our social status back. But Casey, I'm pretty sure she quote, I don't know if it's a direct quote, but she says like, that's a terrible idea. Like she just shuts it down and you can kind of see really quickly, like why Casey is thinking that. Cause immediately she's thinking, you know, I have to, would have to hang out with Evan, but she's like, no, we need to like, you know, be our own sorority. Like we can bring our strength back from within and like, let's plan it a game night. She keeps saying stuff like Omega Chi humiliated us. Yeah, so she's like clearly talking about Evan humiliating her, but she's like, "Why we want to be with a naked guy? Like they humiliated us." Totally. And she's referring to the time before as BPH, and actually says before Paris Hilton, and she goes, "No, before public humiliation." <laughs> I know, and BJK before Jen K. Like I just. <laughs> 
Jen K is infamous. <laughs> that article. Truly rocked the boat. So one of the girls starts, she coughs and she's like, she calls her Lizzie essentially. Cause she's like game night. That sounds like a Lizzie move. Honestly, game night sounds really cute and wholesome to me, but she goes, she does the the infamous like cough, say something, <coughs> Lizzie, <coughs> like, Lizzie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I wonder if like that was her audition. They're like Probably. cough and say Lizzie, but like in a way that coughing her, <laughs> but you're not coughing. Would love to maybe interview her if possible. We'll find that extra, that featured extra. We are then in Rusty and Dale's dorm and Rusty's on the phone with Emma his new crush who he just planned this date with Dale's already really annoyed with him the conversation is happening and Emma's saying I'm gonna bring my friend on the date which is also confusing but then again she was asked out in a really weird way so I think it's like good for her to bring maybe some support so Rusty's like this is going to be weird. I'm, he's kind of disappointed that she's bringing a friend along. He's like, maybe it's because she she's not that into me. And then Dale's like, or maybe it's because she's trying to like show you off in front of someone. So he's, yeah, come on. I mean, Rusty nice. Ishmael. <laughs> <laughs> that was a generous uh, comment of Dale to say that. And then Dale kind of also, you know, Rusty kind of pitches the idea to invite Dale. And Dale says that he was, the considered in his purity pledge brothers the most likely to become impure <laughs> but resist temptation no like most likely to have the opportunity yes. to become impure that's what it is so a ringing endorsement for for Dale to be invited and he says he's not willing to risk their friendship over a girl I think that's because he's kind of like alluding to the fact that she might be interested in Dale instead of Rusty honestly like not a far-fetched idea (laughs) yeah it's like not the it could it's definitely in the realm of possibility right but Rusty's like you know in a very sarcastic way he's like I'm willing to take that risk so Dale is going on the date. And then we're back at ZBZ. Rebecca's on the phone with Cappy. She's like kind of sitting, she's standing on the stairs and she's being very theatrical. She's kind of just like talking to Cappy super loud about, you know, she's like, oh, it's so terrible that you're sick. And Well, after she realizes that Casey can hear her because before she's kind of like, oh, true. not interested in him being sick. And then Casey walks by and she's like, really playing it up totally she's like really she really wants to play it up because she wants to she's basically just kind of rubbing their relationship in her face Mm -hmm. and then Casey catches on and she's like oh Cappy's sick that's too bad and she's like you're not taking care of him and she's like no I mean he's sick and then she's like well I always took care of him when he was sick but I guess it's just different for us. Mm-hmm. They dated for a year. How many times was he sick? Have you seen the KT house? That's so true. And his lifestyle. The ice luge. His lifestyle. Yeah. So maybe it happened more often than we think. But Rebecca gets paranoid. She's like, you know, and I actually feel like I would get paranoid about this too if someone, if I'm talking to like my partner's ex and they're saying like oh well I used to take care of them when they were sick it's weird they didn't invite you over Mm -hmm. 
very odd situation. Yeah, Casey gets right back. Like Rebecca's trying to get in, into Casey's head. Casey gets right back in Rebecca's head. Like you see her face just kind of drop and she's like thinking, like overthinking it. Totally. And then Fanny and Ashley secretly meet on this rock. It's so <laughs> awkward. Like they're both sitting on the same rock or like a little collection of rocks at really weird, like there are various heights. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> it's So they're meeting in secret, but it's just kind of funny because they're like, we have to meet on these two rocks. And Franny has like this really, she has like one of those really small purses that were also really popular during like 2008. Like it kind of just sat over your shoulder and like mm-hmm. the bag was like right under your armpit. And she's kind of just it's, like sitting there propped up. But they basically are like trying to scheme and figure out a way to like get the Omega Kai's to have a mixer with the ZBZs. And they're kind of like saying, you know, it's because Casey is, she doesn't want to like deal with Evan and she doesn't, she's feeling like, you know, that very personally attacked by the whole Evan situation, but then kind of making it about the sorority. So Franny wants Ashley to convince Casey to mix with the Omega Chi. She's like, you're her best friend. She's not going to listen to me because I'm the one who sort of caused all of this. (laughs) and she's not wrong so that really small awkward scene kind of ends with them just like agreeing that Ashley's going to convince Casey to do the mixer so they're back in ZBZ and Casey and Ash are in her room and basically Casey's just like reiterating like my feelings about Evan you know have nothing to do with Omega Chi you know this is all about the sorority And then Ashley kind of, you know, says what we're all thinking, like, Evan humiliated you. Like, they didn't really humiliate us. Like, that was, that was you at the carnival who got attacked. Right. And then Casey's like, you're right. I I need to get over it. It is kind of surprising that she mentions there are only 50 girls in ZBZ, because I feel like we've seen scenes where there are like 500. (laughs) Well, that's also like at a small school, that's the size of a pledge class. At a small school, like there, it's like 150 girls. So if you're thinking that CRU is supposed to be like a Ohio state school, like how they kind of project, like make it seem, then it would be like a couple hundred girls at least. Yeah, definitely. I didn't even catch that. For some reason I was watching this, I was like 50 girls. Yeah, that's, that's a normal size, but you're right. Like, I feel like there's, like 50 girls in the house yeah maybe (laughs) even that seems small but yeah yeah here's 50 girls who do really want to mix with the Omega Chi I was surprised I felt like Casey handled this from Ashley really well she did she kind of owes Ashley (laughs) some uh, giving in easily after the way she treated her at the first half of the season (laughs) right (laughs) Yeah. And so Casey agrees. She's like, I'll go talk to the Omega Kai's. I think she agrees to go talk to Dino, who is the mm-hmm. president. Dino. We love Dino. Oh, we love Dino. Daddy, Daddy Dino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop reading that. I'm going to stop calling everybody daddy. <laughs> um, so that. Do what you think is right. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that scene ends and then we're on the date. So Emma has brought her friend Tina. And it's her roommate. Tina's her roommate. Oh, it's her roommate. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. basically like a roommate double date. And it <laughs> is so weird that it's dark out and they're drinking coffee. It's like so weird the way they're sitting there tense 
in the dark at the coffee cart. Yeah. Apparently it's called Coffee Farm now. All of a sudden at this point in the season, the writers felt the need to say that there's exactly 50 girls in ZBZ and it's called Espresso Farm. Yeah, what? (laughs) Tina Tina is bringing an energy that I can only describe as hostile. She's incredibly hostile. And I will say this actress does a really good job because I felt like when she was like when she came on screen, I was like, I feel like I've met people like this. Like she's just like incredibly competitive and she's she has like an edge about everything. But Dale and <laughs> Tina immediately start whipping out their their SATs course, like the numbers, which also I feel like this kind of happened in college, especially freshman year. Did you ever have people like bring up like they just casually be like, yeah, I got a 35 on the ACT. Like I didn't even study. I've I've recently heard people talk about what they got on their SAT. How do they remember? That was in one year out the other. It's weird to talk about. It's weird to talk about SATs any time other than maybe junior, maybe senior year. But even then it was like always really like kind of icky when someone would like, especially when they got a good score to just Mm -hmm. kind of like bring it up, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I was always a very average the test taker score like I was always right in the middle <laughs> I took the SAT like five times and I think I got the same score every time <laughs> I was gonna say the only reason I remember what I got is because I got the same thing multiple times yeah actually that was the same for me with the ACT and it was so frustrating because it was like I just was like I this is my number like this is my score I guess, <laughs> I I guess this is how smart I am like we should all get like tattoos with our ACT score on them and then like when someone asks you like what does that mean you're like yeah it was my ACT score this is my ACT score but I only sent in my SAT score but <laughs> like I don't like to talk about it but yeah I got like this score on the ACT and like yeah this one is like on my foot it's a Roman numeral of my math score <laughs> um but any getting back to the date so they're being really competitive Emma and Rusty are like having fun Kinda. so yeah like they're having kind of an awkward situation he keeps talking about Moby Dick. Yeah, and he's talking about what does he say? He has like some kind of like he's finding it long and stiff. Yeah, and it they immediately kind of like it's very like you know toilet humor. Is that what they call it? <laughs> sure. Like it's just you know like very cheap <laughs> jokes. Yeah, like it's just like I mean I don't know. I guess they're eighteen, so they're young, but they kind of like look at each other and giggle. They're like that's funny, and then he's like all embarrassed that he said that. I don't know. I was like really like not charmed by Emma. I mean, maybe she'll grow on me over time. I don't even know. If she's I don't think you'll see her again. I okay, think good. <laughs> yeah, I was not charmed by her either because she also well we'll get to it, but um. Yeah, and Tina's then disgusted by Rusty's pledge pin. Yeah, he, like, she catches it and, like, immediately, like, her face just, like, falls. And she's she's basically, like, goes on this whole um, rant about how she thinks the Greek system should be banned and how, you know, I mean, a lot of the points she brings up are not, like, completely wrong. It's just very one-sided. She doesn't obviously understand the Greek system. And it's also just, like, not really the time. <laughs> yeah, it's really awkward. Of course, Rusty gets incredibly defensive, too. Like, he doesn't just say, like, okay, sorry, you feel that way. Like, he starts trying to defend all of Greek life. And then Dale goes to hold <laughs> Tina's hand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he goes for the handhold. Also, this whole time, I want to point out, Rusty is, like, dress like he's part of a barbershop quartet 
Yeah. It's a horrible outfit. And he just looks so nerdy. <laughs> so upsetting. Yeah. And then Rusty starts like really, yeah, he's like defending all of Greek. It's just not really appropriate. He could have just like, you know, not really paid that much attention, but of course he can't let anything go. No. So Emma walks away though. She like, yeah, what? Away. She's so annoying. She like, she just gets away. up. Yeah. yeah she it's... gets up and walks. She's like, I'll be, does she say anything or does she, I think she, she said, was like, she said she was going to be like, go get something and then just blatantly walks to another table and starts chatting to the guys there. Yeah. yeah. She, uh, don't go on the date, Emma. How about, it's really easy to say no when it's also not even the guy asking you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Aaron did it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it can be done <laughs> yeah it's really it's really really uncomfortable but I was like at what Emma where did what anyway so Dale did have have actually had a really amazing time with Tina you know he really liked her kind of fiery <laughs> spirit and then Rusty asks he asks Emma if they can just go on a date like just the two of them and she agrees even though she clearly doesn't want to yeah she doesn't like this guy but she says yes again Rusty's picking up on no vibes now it's the next day and Casey knocks on the Omega Chi door to go pitch the idea of a ZBZ Omega Chi mixer because she promised Ashley she would Evan answers the door looking all of 32 years old (laughs) why does he look so mature yeah, it's weird because he has a baby face, but he's he one of the youngest. Old. He's one of yeah. the youngest actors, is what I learned when I made that TikTok. Is that he was twenty when they filmed like the pilot episode? Like he turned twenty one right before it premiered. Like he's one of the youngest characters. Yeah, I know. I was surprised when I saw the TikTok. Shout out to anybody who's listening because of that TikTok. Um, yeah, shout out to everyone welcome. who liked the TikTok. So <laughs> then she asks um, if Dino's home. Evan says, uh, no, he's not. And then she pr- pitches the idea to him anyway. And he says that the Omega Kai's and ZBZs aren't doing business anymore. And it's so rude. And she's clearly like pissed. She's not even hurt. And she's, I feel like she's seeing Evan for all of his Chambers douchebaggery right now. Like the Chambers International has come out. It's just like straight up unnecessary. Well, also he was like really excited to see her at first. And then his whole demeanor changes when she asks for Dino. Like his whole vibe shifts, I feel like. I think I didn't even notice that he was excited at first yeah he was like Casey and then she's like hey is Dino here and then he immediately gets weird Um, so I feel like he wanted he thought she was there to like grovel or something oh I thought oh or ask Dino out yeah that's that's where my (laughs) mind went I think that Dino now I'm thinking about it Dino and Casey would actually be kind of a cute couple now that I'm thinking about anyone I want them to kiss (laughs) Okay, if you could choose. <laughs> okay. Casey and Dino kissing or Cappy and Evan? Cappy and Evan, 100%. But Dino. Well, it Casey, still could happen. I think in the reboot, would love to see more of Dino. <laughs> yeah. And further on in the series, I'm hoping he I'm shows hoping up. He more. comes back. He doesn't. Sigh. Maybe Egyptian Joe and Dino should kiss. <laughs> that would be perfect. 
that that is like the spinoff I would love to see yeah you get to wash that former president and then like the you know overachieving former president then we're at the KT house and Rebecca walks into Cappy's room dressed as a sexy nurse and he looks disgusting and he's laying in a pile of used tissues and he also has pink eye he puts a, a pirate eye patch over his pink eye because she clearly wants to leave immediately. She's like, I can't even look at you. She's not hiding it at all. And I don't blame her. Men love to pretend they're the first people who have ever gotten sick in their life. Thomas, I'm not lumping you into this. I've never seen you sick. But I just feel like men are always acting like they're the first person to have gotten a common cold. Yeah. The man flu. Yeah. I thought you were going to say men love to pretend to be pirates at first. (laughs) And men love pretending to be pirates specifically. And this is coming from a girl who was a pirate three years in a row for Halloween. (laughs) I can speak to that. (laughs) Oh my God. We also, the pink eye was like, like I've had pink eye. That was not pink eye. That was like, he had like multiple styes. Like he had like a, he had like a full on like skin infection. pink eye is usually like it's really not that bad I mean it's just like a red eye you know I mean for me at least makeup department (laughs) for me at least I I usually look pretty cute with pink eye (laughs) like I was the first one to ever get it (laughs) just kidding (laughs) so Cappy then expresses that he is surprised that Rebecca is there he says I thought you wouldn't come And she says, like, oh, why? And he starts to say, because you're not Casey. And she's clearly hurt by it because it's a very hurtful thing to say. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, like, why would he say that? Like, also, like, how how would he even remember? Like, I'm sorry, was he expecting Casey to come? Well, also, like, does anyone want to take care of someone when they're sick? Like, I don't want to get sick. Your ex-boyfriend. I mean, I feel like... mm, Actually, and your college hookup. <laughs> yeah. It's like, go to the nurse. Go to the on-campus, uh, what's it called? Health center. This scene was giving Infirmary. Promising young woman vibes. Oh. You remember that? Have you seen that movie? Was Do you think that movie was based out of this episode? That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I wonder if they watched that scene. I mean, it did come first. So true. Props to Rebecca for not immediately getting the ick. I would have been out of there so quickly, especially after that pirate patch went on. Because <laughs> it's already kind of a stretch that she's dating him, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't, like I've expressed in the past, I don't love them together, but I can acknowledge that she's out of his league. So Rebecca just kind of leaves feeling sad or well, whatever. Starts, he starts asking her for stuff. Oh, like, right. You want anything and he's like, well, could you heat this up? And he hands her a disgusting heating pad. It's so Ew. gross. So gross. And she takes it, like, pinching it and then, like, like, barely touching it. And then he's also like, oh, and maybe some, like, chicken noodle soup. In a mug. It's always oh. better in a mug. <laughs> Ew. The first person to ever get sick. Like, she would get sick because pink eye is actually really contagious. And the fact that she even, oh. like, touched that, like, was dangerous. I know. And he says, good thing you're wearing that coat, the like nurse coat. That's not going to save you from anything. No. So Casey 
has to break it to the ZBZs that the Omega Chi has turned them down. And she says, they really don't need them because they have the Lambda 6. And I will say, if Casey wasn't saying all of this just because of her personal beef, it's kind of true. Like the ZBZs don't need the Omega Chi's to be the best sorority on campus. They can choose a new frat to make that frat then the best frat on campus by way of being associated with the ZBZs. I agree. So I always had that same thought. I was like, why do they really need the Omega Chi's? Like, I really don't think they're the best. Well, I also think the other girls are friends with them, probably. So they like them. They want to hang out with them. I This just reminded me, though, we learned in this episode that it's the Lambda Sigs that are definitely the second, considered the second best house. I was just thinking that even though Rusty says. Even though Rusty, during his big pitch to Omega Chi for inner fraternal peace, said that they were the two best houses on campus, so... I just like that that was officially put to bed. And uh, Casey skirts around the fact that, like, she didn't talk to Dino. She's kind of implying that she did. And then, like... Yeah, she never says she did. She just, like, she just, like, has every way of getting around it. Yeah. So everybody is suspicious. So Dale is watching Rusty just talk about the things that he's done for Emma in the time between their failed first date and what might be their second date. He has already given her the CD, right? At this point, he's given her a mixtape. He's he's made the mixtape. He sent her a questionnaire that she didn't respond to of what kind of music she likes. So he went ahead and made the mixtape anyway, and he's going to deliver it to her. Unhinged. Unhinged. And Dale's just watching him... And then he tells him that Tina has emailed him multiple times about you, SAG. And he's still pretty excited about her at this point. And Rusty says he doesn't get the attraction. She's so abrasive. And Dale says he's attracted to her because he doesn't get intimidated by strong women. Okay, ally. <laughs> also like bold of rusty to question being attracted to somebody then uh by the coffee cart ashley basically throws calvin into a seat and confronts him about the whole mixer debacle and calvin is confused he's saying like most of the guys would be totally on board with the zbz mixer and they begin to do their our very favorite thing which is scheme mm-hmm. ashley realizes casey's kind of not been telling the whole truth so they're gonna get to the bottom of this this show loves nothing more than a scheme and i love that yeah i love them scheming together too it's like one of my favorite scheming duos i know yeah they're a good duo so okay rusty goes to now drop off the mixtape I believe Mm -hmm. is what's happening here. He's at Emma and Tina's dorm and he starts writing on their whiteboard some dumb Moby Dick joke and it's taking up the entire whiteboard. And then he realizes that he wrote it in Sharpie. I do have, I wrote down what he wrote. It's so cringe. (laughs) He says, Emma, Here's a CD to help you with the questionnaire. It's not long and stiff, but I hope you like it anyway. Your friend, Ishmael. 
No. It's way too familiar. Yeah. The camera angle here is so weird too. Did you notice that? Like, it's almost like he's writing on the camera. Like, it looks really goofy. And he's goofy. He's shoved every quote, like, inside joke, if you're going to use the term loosely, into one sentence. That's so true. It's so not smooth. It's so uncomfortable. He does instantly regret it, thank God, but... But he can't erase it because it's written in Sharpie. And then Tina catches him and he rips the whiteboard off the door in a panic. And he says it fell off. He's going to go... He has adhesive back at his dorm, luckily. He's going to go get the adhesive and put it on. And Tina is accusing him of like doing some frat prank. And she demands that he give the board back. And then he, she sees what he wrote on it. And she just is like rolling her eyes. She it's really sees Rusty for who he is, I mm-hmm. will say. Yeah. And she says, um, if you could find us a new one with a cork board, that would be great. <laughs> Which I love getting an upgrade. I loved. And also when he's like, I'm just going to take this back to my dorm and get some new adhesive. It reminded me of the Grinch. Yeah, it's giving Cindy <laughs> uh, Who catching the Grinch with the tree. The light totally. that won't light. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Calvin goes back and asks the Omega Kais um, if they're ready to give the ZBZs a second chance. And Evan stands up and he says this is misguided advice. And he, he needs to relax. Like, it's getting embarrassing. But our man Dino, Dino puts it to a vote. And only one person besides Evan says that they want to continue cutting off the ZBZs. Evan and this guy kind of look like incels at this point. (laughs) Like, it's embarrassing. Like, get over it. And what does that guy have? Like, some other personal beef with, like, a Franny or... He wants an internship at Chambers International. Oh, that's probably it. So Ash comes in with the good news about the Omega Chi mixer and Casey's pretending to be excited. And Ashley's like, I know that you didn't ask, you know, and Casey's being kind of sheepish about it. But also like in her defense, Evan did just like fully shut her down. Like she should have just waited to talk to Dino. She shouldn't have like pitched it to him, but that's not what happened. And like, what else was she supposed to do? I mean, she could have just told the ZBZs that that happened. She moves on. She's like, okay, accepts it. Now we're back at Rusty and Dale's dorm. Rusty bursts into the USAG meeting and he's just kind of like gushing about Emma. They still haven't had their makeup date. Mm-mm. No, It's so creepy. And Dale is like preparing for this meeting because Tina's on her way and she comes in like guns blazing. She has posters and she says like, we got to mobilize. We got to grow this group. Like everybody get up and follow me. And Dale is kind of like, okay, this is my thing. He doesn't love that the other guys just follow her. And he's starting to feel like his territory is really being encroached upon. Mm-hmm. Classic. Classic. Back at the KT house, Rebecca is now in like a grout fit, like full, <laughs> full 2008 athleisure as she's getting request after request on her phone from Cappy. Um, and she's being too good with sport at this point. Like she's really trying to blow Casey out of the water. And she finally offers to pay someone $500 to go watch Reba 
with Cappy. And all the guys are like, no, we are not going in there. Nobody goes in there when Cappy's sick. The only person who ever could was Casey. So, of course, this makes Rebecca annoyed again. God, I can't with that. So, she's getting fed up. Now we're back in the American Light class. And Rusty arrives, sits next to Emma he has a new whiteboard. He has a coffee for her. He has a million push pins for the cork board on the new whiteboard. And he has another mixtape. And she is like physically cringing. And she says, well, now I feel so bad that I have to postpone our date again tonight. And she's saying it's because yes, she has to study. And he goes, I guess that comes with the territory of dating a student. And she's like, her, her eyes say we're not dating. Yeah. Her desk is filled with crap from him. It's literally a, a mountain of just like random shit he's given her. He also it's gives so her pens and all of these like coffee creamer, sugars, like stir, like all everything of the- you could add. Yeah. She looks terrified. As she should be. Can you fucking imagine? Like I can, I would be so, so, so mortified freshman year if some weirdo came into class all of a sudden, everybody's witnessing it. Oh my God. It makes me sick to my stomach to think about. I would drop the class if I could. He is just giving such ick. We're at the mixer at um, Omega Chi. And because of all of the like new rules for Greek life, they have to have like party patrol people that are giving everyone wristbands or like stamping their hands if they're 21 so that they can drink. So Ashley has assigned Casey as party patrol so that she won't have to really talk or be around, talk to Evan or be around him at the mixer. She can kind of just avoid him, stay at the front. Like it's clear that like Casey doesn't feel like fraternizing with these guys. Like she can just kind of like avoid the whole thing, but still be there as president. So Rebecca walks in and like she's all happy about the mixer and Casey stamps her so hard as under 21. (laughs) But then Evan shows up and Casey's like ready to give him his stamp and she's like oh like the guy for Omega Chi hasn't showed up yet and he says I'm the party patrol for Omega Chi. So he sets up his little tiny table right next to her at the mixer and starts stamping people And Calvin and Ashley are looking on and Calvin's like, I'm worried about having something so combustible this close to the alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) And as he's saying that, like, as they're talking, Casey and Evan just start like kind of going at it about everything. Like he's on her for like putting too much ink on the stamp and saying that they'll be able to transfer the stamps to one another. Like if they're not over 21 and then she's saying, well, it's because you didn't buy wristbands because they're too cheap and then like Evan is stamping one guy so hard because he's getting (laughs) so mad and they're just like getting it gets escalating and escalating then they start fighting about like who was more in the wrong for their cheating her or Evan and he's like it's you because you cheated with someone you used to have feelings for I never cared about Rebecca (laughs) like Rebecca's there (laughs) he also says stop playing the Rebecca card like Okay, you cheated yeah. on her, and it wasn't that long ago. She's like three feet away. I know. <laughs> this scene is giving the dinner scene in Trek 2 when mm. they sit down and find out that their daughter's an ogre and married an ogre. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like a duel. 
Yeah. There's a lot going on. They're basically trying to see like who has the moral high ground with their cheating. Casey like leaves in a huff. Ashley follows her. Wait, but Ashley, she asks to get stamped again to try and break it up. Oh my God. Also, there's some fat phobia in this scene. Do you remember when the, one of the sorority sisters comes by and Casey's just mad and she goes, I'm over 21. And she's like, alcohol makes you bloat and you don't need the calories from beer. Oh my God. It's like Casey, like, what like you're mad at Evan you're not taking it out on this poor sorority girl that was the girl that called her Lizzie earlier not an excuse she should not have said that but that was the girl the same girl that's like in this sprinkled throughout this episode but yeah so then Casey runs out Ashley follows her wait but before she runs out she says to Evan that she still has feelings for both him and Kathy. Yeah. And she says that the important part was that she chose him. And she's like, you didn't give me a second chance. Like I gave you one. That's a problematic take. I get what she's saying, but like, okay, your relationship was riddled with issues, but whatever. So then this other guy, O'Toole, this Omega Chi fraternity brother comes in and Evan's like, you're the party patrol now. I need a drink. At Cappy's room, the door opens. He thinks it's Rebecca. It's really Nurse Helga who's been sent by Rebecca to make Cappy feel better. It's ominous. It's very ominous. It's really weird and scary. It's like, it feels very like horror movie all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. What's the Kathy Bates movie? A Misery. Misery. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I think it's kind of doing, they're like kind of, it's kind of like campy like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Rusty comes back to his room and he's musing about Emma again. And he says that she must be working really hard on this paper that she said she had to write all weekend. And like, that's why she couldn't go on this date with him because she hasn't texted him back about the care package that he sent her. And Dale, meanwhile, is hiding behind his bed because he said Tina is trying to take over USAG and she said she might stop by the room. So he doesn't want her to know that he's there. Tina shows up banging on the door and Dale is terrified, but she says she's there to talk to Rusty. And Dale is like, this is a ploy like don't answer (laughs) rusty so rusty gets up he goes outside the room and he just starts like laying into tina he's like dale doesn't want you as part of usag anymore it's his group you need to back off and tina's like okay uh i didn't come here about usag i came here to tell you that you're terrifying emma she's carrying the care package Yeah, she has the care package. You see like a stuffed animal sticking out of it. It's huge. It's like a big bag of stuff. And she's like, I'm giving this back to you. Emma's scared of you and you need to back off. I don't feel like he was humbled enough by this. Like the human. He was kind of smiling. Yeah, he's not. I would be so mortified if that was something that happened to me. Mm-hmm. he's not he, again not the appropriate level of shame franny shows up at like an omega chi post mixer and evan is asleep on the i passed out drunk on the couch and she kind of sits down across from him while he's like wakes up and she said she's come to apologize for screwing things up between him and casey and he says that he doesn't want to think about casey and she says maybe i can help and then he kisses. Help you forget. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, you know, if you hear that, it, you're thinking, okay, she wants to hook up with him. Then he kisses her 
And she goes, that's not what I had in mind. She, I'm not interested in being anyone's warm body. And then she leaves. Like so she weird. Kisses him back too. Like when they're kissing, it's not, it doesn't seem like she kind of like kisses him and then has a thought and she's like, actually, no. I was so confused because when she said that, like when she said, maybe I can help, it was like, okay, so you want to hook up with Evan. But then. Yeah. It, I thought like maybe at first she was going to say like, um, I like exaggerated some things like right. help them get back together but then she also never offers no an alternative she do anything what she actually did have in mind it was right. really weird yeah she just leaves so then we see casey wake up in her very pink bed like every part of that bed is hot pink and she's like has this look on her face like she's had a revelation in her dreams like something has come to her. She's had some kind of life-changing like moment upon waking up. But then it immediately cuts to the Omega Chi house where everyone is cleaning up and Evan rushes down the stairs and he says he's going to go find Casey because he wants to tell her that he wants her back. As he opens the door, Casey is standing right there and he's like, you look amazing. And she says, I feel amazing. I realize that I'm done being angry with you and he's like okay and she says that she's finally ready to move on and you can tell that evan is kind of like shit and he goes well what if i was less of a jealous idiot and she says well then maybe we could be friends it's very sweet she gives him this like she goes okay like you know like why don't you think about like think about it think about being friends and she gives him like a kiss on the cheek and it's very nice but like it's clear that evan wants more than that also i kind of want more up <laughs> through the episode before where all of a sudden I'm team Casey and Evan mm. I would have loved to see them get back together right now but you know we still have three and a quarter seasons to go I'm sure I'll get my moment yeah I don't know it's constant miscommunication with these two yeah, I don't like too how he was like about to hook up with Franny moments before, but then because she chose not to hook up with him, he's like, okay, I need Casey. Yeah, but also he was passed out drunk and she woke him up out of a drunken stupor. <laughs> That's not true. that it's okay. It's just like weird. Like, what do you expect an unhinged college boy to do? And why I her coming to him was so weird. I are we ever gonna get answers on that? I don't know. I think we just have to move past that one. I don't understand any part of it. I thought maybe I missed something. Rusty finds Emma sitting somewhere on campus and he goes up to apologize to her for being a creep. And he's like, I'm just overly enthusiastic. And he's like, you know, I I know I jumped the gun. I just really like being in a relationship. And he asks this girl out for a third time. He is so delusional. She, thank God she says no. She doesn't even think about it. She says, no, I'll see you in class. She turns him down right away. Yeah. Yeah. But like, why would he think she would say yes? I do not know. Delusion. Delusion. Visions of grandeur. Yeah. Visions of grandeur. Jor. Yeah. Grandeur. What's the wicked song? You're having delusions of grandeur. (laughs) It's Jor. She's actually through expecting limits. <laughs> Someone says there, so. so. By the way, Thomas and I love Broadway. <laughs> that is the like one Broadway play I have seen, but I don't remember that part. 
Anyway. <laughs> um, at ZBZ, Casey finds Franny and she says that we need to talk. And I, for a second, was like, oh my God, Casey knows about the kiss. I know. And Franny's face said that. Yeah, I think yeah. Franny thought so too. But she goes, I'm taking you off of probation. If you still want to live in the house, you can move back in. We're moving forward. Whatever dream Casey had the night before changed her life. Rebecca shows up to Cappy's room. Helga is getting ready to leave. It's all clean. He looks so much better. He's still wearing the eye patch because he says that Helga likes pirates. (laughs) But he takes it off and he's healed. And Rebecca is saying, you know, I'm not Casey. I'm not like this perfect girlfriend. Then Cappy admits something that he probably should have admitted from the start, which is that Casey didn't wait on him hand and foot she would knock him out with (laughs) cough syrup and then climb out the window and leave and then come back to give him another dose yeah and rebecca says that she's disgusted because that makes her like casey more yeah (laughs) so they kind of get over that i mean i feel like that was an important thing for him to say but he wasn't going to pass up an opportunity to get chicken noodle soup and a mug brought to him so then tina comes to Rusty's room. She says that she wants to run a new USAG poster idea by Dale. I think that Rusty's like, he's not here or something or like. This whole moment, I didn't understand what was happening. Like I couldn't tell if they were flirting yeah. or what was going on. It's so like, confusing. It up for a Tina Rusty tryst. Oh. And she kind of like is like, sorry, I was so pushy. I'm anxious when I meet new people. And she's like talking very close to his face. He's like weirdly into it. They seem like they're having kind of a moment. It was a very strange way to end the episode. So weird. Yeah, she just scampers away. I hate both of their vibes. (laughs) (laughs) I like Tina's better though. I do. Yeah, this would be, like, a really, in- like, if they do end up together, I would be so annoyed, like, if I was ever around that couple. Yeah, rest in the relationship is already annoying. She also says something interesting, like, how he's the first, like, non-pierced and tattooed guy that Emma went out with all semester. How many pierced tattoo guys are roaming around Ohio that campus I know and also like that's such a weird character trait about Emma it's like we barely know this girl all we know right. is she doesn't like confrontation but she dates a bunch of guys with like piercings and tattoos and yeah she's like Tina's like Emma likes her weird on the outside and Rusty goes I'm not weird oh my god the lack of self-awareness. The Riverdale parallels. I'm weird. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. Look I'm a weirdo. <laughs> but it's like, Rusty, you effectively just terrified it. Like, you stalked a girl for a couple of days, really. Yeah. And you still don't think maybe you're a strange person? Delusions of grandeur. <laughs> yeah. He's through accepting limits. Someone says so. He really is just, like, on another planet. no limits. In like a dangerous way. He is about to defy gravity. (laughs) I can't stand him. It's getting worse. I know. Uh, When's he going to get better? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't remember disliking him this much when I watched it in college. I don't remember it either. I, I watched it recently. So I know he was never like my favorite character. And I do remember him getting on my nerves. But I feel like having to break down each 
absolutely deluged thing this he does like is really adding to it yeah having to analyze the why of his actions (laughs) it's getting to me mentally (laughs) now we know why casey lied about having a brother it's all oh my god right winners and losers oh rusty is my winner Rusty, a thousand percent. Yeah, I'm going to go loser. I'm going to say Emma. I also was annoyed by her. Yeah, yeah, Emma was my loser. But I think also just Rusty, because I don't want to I don't want to bash too hard on Emma since no. this is maybe her only episode. <laughs> right. I also can't say Rusty again because I think he's been mine for like three consecutive weeks. So I should probably switch it up. Yeah, um, maybe Cappy for being like not clear with Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah, and also just, like, having the man flu and making it such a big deal and being so annoying about that, that, yeah, Yeah. he he could be it, too, for sure. Winners? I think Rebecca. Yeah, I like that. She rose to the occasion. Yeah. She did more than I ever would have done. Maybe Casey, because she moved on, period, Cartwrights. Like, you know, she really, I mean, even though that dream is mysterious, (laughs) it's like, how did she decide all of this? It's still, like, Kind of, it, it was nice to see her let Franny back in the house. Yeah, she grew. One of the Cartwrights is having some personal growth and development. I think Ashley, she just was a good friend this episode. She gave it to Casey straight, you know? She told her, like, yeah. she called her out, but in a really nice way, per usual. And she was just a good friend. Yeah, I actually think, I think right now I'm at the point in the season where I'm ready to declare Ashley's my favorite character. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah, I would I would agree with that actually. I would say Ashley, it's like Ashley and Calvin, I really like. And mm-hmm. also Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really wish I wish everyone listening to this podcast and Aaron and Jacqueline a dream tonight that will just completely change everything that's bothering you right now, just like the dream Casey had. You'll wake up with clarity. You'll just know. You'll feel what it, when someone asks you, "How are you?" You're gonna say, "I feel amazing." Is that what she says? He goes, "You, you look, look, you look great," and she goes, "I feel great." Yeah, that's what it is. I pray. I pray. I wake up. I just hope I wake <laughs> up feeling great, and that you know, I just feel like I can move on from everything. But probably not going to happen. <laughs> Anyway, well, you guys rate, review, and subscribe. Keep leaving and out. send in any fun Greek life anecdotes, any fun college anecdotes that you have, and we might just read them on the pod. Um, send them to ABCs of Greek at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, and uh, thank you for joining us on, on this fun romp down memory lane.